Welcome to the Behold Do Good podcast. I'm your host, Todd Marchant, and this is a show for those who desire increased capacity, the capacity needed to live fully and to show up well for those you love. If your life is anything like ours, you often experience the reality that you don't have much to give when your own cup is empty. These struggles inspired my wife, Ashley, and I to embark on an ongoing journey of healing and wholeness. Our journey has not removed the challenges out of life, but it has given us practical tools to increase our capacity to deal with those challenges and to create the life we want. We created this podcast to share those tools so you can care for yourself and so we can together care for the world. Enjoy the show today. And if you're looking for additional support, head on over to beholddogood.com. Welcome, everyone. In today's episode, I'm sharing the story of my good friend, Brian. Brian is a single dad with five kids. He is a man with many passions. He loves the outdoors, to ski and snowboard, hike, climb, camp, and more. Brian is also just a ray of sunshine who is filled with this sense of positivity. But that was not always the case. About eight years ago, before I ever knew Brian, he was in a state of deep pain and dissatisfaction with his life. He felt like he'd done all the right things that he was supposed to do, and yet his marriage was failing and his work was suffering. Now, this was largely influenced by a pornography addiction that began as a child and that he hadn't been able to shake. And not from a lack of effort either. In fact, the level of effort Brian had put forth for about 20 years was humbling. He'd been to hundreds of counseling sessions and 12-step group meetings and had spent tens of thousands of dollars. His rocky marriage and chronic relapses kept him from experiencing inner peace, as well as from being able to maintain a stable level of motivation and productivity at work. He felt torn up, broken, and dysfunctional. It was during this difficult and discouraging time that a good friend and sponsor gave Brian a challenge. He challenged him to make a list every day of 10 things he was grateful for and to not repeat anything in a week. This was, of course, one of many things he had tried previously, was trying then, and tried after. But for some reason, this one stuck. He did this with great diligence, faithfully writing out 10 things he was grateful for every day. After doing it for years, he found it became at times mechanical, and he was just listing things off every day to get it done and check it off his list. To help with this, Brian started from time to time to switch up his approach on trying to incorporate more gratitude into his life. One shift he made for several years was to identify no more than three or five things he was grateful for. He limited it so he would really think about them and feel them instead of just making a list. Several days a week, he would actually call a friend or family member and ask them if they would like to do it with him. He would either send them a voice memo with things he was grateful for or would just do the activity in person with them. Most people would do it somewhat awkwardly, but appreciated the opportunity to try something that helped them to feel good. While Brian's kids think he's a little kooky, they still, after about eight years, go around the table and each say something they're grateful for when they sit down and eat dinner. When I asked Brian to share about this story, he said that he truly feels he has discovered one of the top secrets or keys to happiness in life, gratitude. While he no longer follows a strict practice of listing gratitudes daily, after years of consistently doing so, especially through some of the hardest and most difficult days of his life, it has deeply ingrained in him an attitude of gratitude. He feels like he lives in gratitude daily, pausing often to soak in a ray of sunshine glistening on a green leaf, 
or to feel the warm hug of a child, enjoy a mountain view, or savor the look or taste of a delicious meal. It has become such a part of his way of life that his kids often tease him as they look at a table spread or fridge full of yummy food, and then they preemptively mimic their dad, saying, Guys, look at this. How blessed are we? Brian truly feels at this point in life he is happier than most people he knows. And he knows that one of the core reasons why is that he lives in deeper gratitude than most people he knows. Now, I'm a witness of the soundness of Brian's perception. He is someone that truly emanates inner peace, exudes joy, and has this wonderful zest for life. I'm grateful to know him and for his example of gratitude. Now, obviously, practicing gratitude isn't the only thing that Brian did that has helped him to find this inner peace, to become more whole, and be at a place where he has much more to give. Brian has practiced other helpful daily habits like prayer, meditation, affirmations, positive reading, including scriptures, and recovery work. But the research validates his experience that gratitude is one of the most impactful. Gratitude has been proven over and over again to be one of the most powerful ways to strengthen our emotional resilience and happiness. Robert Emmons is one of the world's leading experts on gratitude. He puts it this way, Gratitude empowers us to take charge of our emotional lives, and as a consequence, our bodies reap the benefits. I also love the words of Harvard psychologist Sean Aker as he describes some of the benefits of gratitude. He says that countless studies have shown that consistently grateful people are more energetic, emotionally intelligent, forgiving, and less likely to be depressed, anxious, or lonely. Now, it may be easy to think, of course there's a correlation between happiness and gratitude. Someone who is happy in life will naturally be more grateful. But the research shows that most often it's the other way around. Aker puts it this way, It's not that people are only grateful because they're happier. Gratitude has proven to be a significant cause of positive outcomes. When researchers pick random volunteers and train them to be more grateful over a period of a few weeks, they become happier and more optimistic, feel more socially connected, enjoy better quality sleep, and even experience fewer headaches than control groups. So gratitude truly is foundational for emotional resilience and happiness. However, it's often during the hardest times of our life when we are most in need of resilience that we naturally feel the least amount of gratitude, where it's easy to ask, what is there to be grateful for? I believe it's unfair for us to expect ourselves in these difficult times of life to naturally feel grateful. It won't come naturally. It has to be practiced. And as we saw with Brian, when we practice gratitude, we are able to cultivate it regardless of our circumstances. My hope with this podcast is to never get stuck in teaching just what should be done, but that we always share the how. With that in mind, let's go back to Sean Aker one more time. He has taught that when our brains constantly scan for and focus on the positive, we profit from three of the most important tools available to us, happiness, gratitude, and optimism. The more opportunities for positivity we see, the more grateful we become. So he tells us we need to train our brains to constantly scan for and focus on the positive. I know of three simple, research-backed ways to help our brains be trained in this way. 
The first is one that's commonly touted and that Aker himself has done a lot of research on. It is the practice of a gratitude journal, where you daily record several things from that day you're grateful for. This is the method that Brian practiced each day. However, there are varying degrees of how much this practice will actually increase your gratitude and emotional resilience. To get the greatest impact, like Brian, you want to look for new things to be grateful for each day, and then be very specific in describing them. It could be a specific interaction you had with another person that day, the witnessing of something beautiful in nature, the compliment of another, the pride of a job well done, etc. There are things every day that we could focus on to be grateful for. Through this practice of daily scanning that day for new and novel things to be grateful for, and then describing those little moments or experiences, you are literally creating new neural pathways in your brain. Over time, those neural pathways become the predominant pathways for your thoughts. In other words, that grateful way of thinking becomes ingrained as your default way of thinking. That is what has led to Brian having his ingrained attitude of gratitude. His consistency of daily practicing gratitude in such a small and simple way over a period of several years, even when he felt down and discouraged, has literally shaped and trained his brain. His brain now automatically scans for and focuses on the positive in life. This is a predictable process, and it's available to all of us. Now, daily recording our gratitudes in some form or another is not the only way to train our brains to scan for the positive. Deanna Knorr's research shows a similar effect occurring as a result of questions that we ask ourselves. For example, when you wake up in the morning, you can ask yourself, what am I looking forward to today? Her research shows that this similarly trains your brain to focus on the positive and that it impacts how the entire day goes. Or you can do something similar midday. For example, at the end of a workday, you can ask yourself, what progress have I made today? These are such small and simple acts, but they are powerful in how they introduce upward spirals of gratitude and positivity in your day. And when practiced day after day, they compound by shaping your brain to more naturally think that way. Eventually, it just becomes a part of who you are. So my invitation for you is this. Consider one way you want to practice gratitude every day. Make it something that will take you 30 seconds or less. And then to help yourself in making that habit a consistent practice, attach it to a pre-existing daily routine that is automatic. For example, you could say, after I get in bed at night, I will write about one thing I'm grateful for that day. And or you could say, after I set down my toothbrush every morning, I will ask myself, what am I looking forward to today? And or the third example could be, after I close my laptop at the end of the workday, I will ask myself, what progress have I made today? Just as a simple practice of gratitude helped my dear friend have greater resilience to face addiction, divorce, and a lack of motivation, creating an ongoing tiny habit of gratitude in your life will increase your resilience, your inner peace, and your sense of positivity and optimism. Thank you for listening to the episode today. I'm so grateful to be traveling this journey of becoming whole and doing good together. If you found Brian's story helpful, I invite you to leave a review as well as to listen to the episode that will be released this Thursday. 
It is an interview episode with Ashley Bernardi in which you will hear another powerful story of learning how to lean into adversity and brokenness in a way that leads to healing and wholeness. Ashley's story is one that many of us can relate to. To make sure you don't miss it or our other upcoming episodes, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day.